Nikora, we don't have time for this. This is simply not open for discussion. I need you to get out of here. Take the second chance and flee. There is no time. Nikora's radio crackles to life with the voice of Zari Sheen coming across. No, Zari, Nikora says back. I won't leave you. I, I can't leave you. A hiss of static filters back, and Nikora can only make out the words, Don't be stupid, and make sure you come back for me. Having no choice, with the strange biomechanical vessels of a mysterious life form, simply known as the remnants, closing in like a noose around a neck. Despite their overwhelming firepower and advanced technologies, the remnant vessels are not quick and agile. Firing up the engines on the second chance, Nikor gives one last forlorn look at the unusual bright pink densely canopied vegetation covering the remote jungle world that hasn't even been assigned a name. However, underneath the rich, bright pink foliage of this strange world, networks of interconnected waterlogged caves make the perfect hideout for more independently minded individuals who want to exist outside of either the guild system or the noble houses. Always a little bit tongue-in-cheek with her humor, Zari had been calling this little hideout made up of Nakora, Zari, and a couple of other crew members aboard the Second Chance, the Last Chance. She has been using this remote planet to base her operations for the last decade or so, and it has worked out pretty well. While certainly not overly comfortable, the thick, dense atmosphere of this planet is still breathable, and given the entirely remote location and remarkably scarce wildlife for such a verdant world, makes this an ideal hideout for a small band of scavengers who are remarkably effective at what they do. However, sometimes, not even out of greed, but curiosity causes you to dig too deep, to delve into places that are better off forgotten about, better off unopened, better off left alone. Terrible things exist in the forge, things better left in their ancient vaults. As Nakora punches out through the dense atmosphere like a fireball, the slow meandering vessels of the remnants attempt to follow him. He even hopes to distract some of them. However, just as the, one of the planet's many moons obscures his view of their refuge, a large blue crackling explosion of energy erupts from the surface of the jungle world. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome back to One Guy, One Roll, the solo role-playing podcast where I, your host, player, and GM, Hero Cities, play role-playing games for your listening pleasure. Once again, we will be diving back into the world of Ironsworn Starforge, playing as Nikora Sokolov, the scavenger and now captain of the Second Chance, a retrofitted, basically space-trucking vessel which has been repurposed into a fairly decent scavenger vessel. I hope you enjoyed our little introduction. I know that we have a background vow, of course, as you always do in an Iron Sworn game, 
that in 40 episodes hasn't come up basically at all. I was kind of absorbed with our initial vow dealing with Subject Alpha and Creed and of course meeting Petra and then all this stuff being generated by the game itself that the background vow has kind of slipped away. So when I rolled for our little introduction scene and got a flashback reveals an aspect of your background, I thought it was the perfect time to figure out exactly what happened to Zari Sheen. The mentor and captain of the Second Chance when Nakora was just getting started as a scavenger. A couple of roles to figure some stuff out and... Turns out Nakora and Zari and the rest of the crew of the Second Chance at that time had established a little hideout on a jungle world way out at the edge of the Expanse, which Zari, being who she is, called it the Last Chance. Unfortunately for Nakora and the rest of this little band, during one of their scavenging runs, they encountered a vault. Now, we haven't really seen vaults much yet, but we know they are something not human, something that predates humanity's arrival within the Forge. In fact, having looked back at our truths, under our precursors, there are these biomechanical life forms known as remnants, which we know functionally nothing about so far. If you remember a dozen or so episodes back, we encountered the weapon of unknown origin, a vault in and of itself, which Nakora was able to destroy through a mix of luck and pure ballsy action. May have been one of these remnants, or perhaps the remnants were created by somebody else. That we will have to discover together. Anyways, glad to be back and recording another podcast for you all to listen to and enjoy. Just a quick recap of what's been going on with Nakora. The crew of the Second Chance have been attempting to find a safe anchorage in order to get repairs, heal up, resupply, and all that good stuff after having basically not lied so much as deceived Creed by only returning the memory core of Subject Alpha instead of the entire unit itself. So they ended up undertaking an expedition. And during this expedition, they discovered what seemed to be a derelict spaceship, which Nakora more or less unanimously decided needed to be explored for materials and supplies and all that good stuff. However, this vessel, called Ash's Tribute, more or less a deep space prospecting vessel, had encountered some form of exotic xenofungus, which begun to infest the ship and inevitably kill nearly everybody on board. When Nakora made the discovery of what was going on on this vessel, which seems to have some sort of reactor core problem, causing interference with radio communications, and when Nakora went to investigate the reactor, He was waylaid by someone who appears to be the last remaining survivor of the Ashes Tribute, a crazed and psychotic engineer who seems to have killed some of the surviving crew in order to procure their air supply. This crazed engineer, running out of whatever remains of his oxygen, had a scrap with Nakora leading to the engineer's death due to a lucky shot from Nakora's favorite weapon, his little sawed-off space shotgun he calls Stubbs. 
At the end of last episode, Nakora managed to successfully deactivate the reactor. However, seemingly always running against the timer, the blinking red light inside of Nakora's helmet turns solid red, indicating he is on the last of his reserve oxygen. Other than that, things are not looking so hot for Nakora and the second chance. Wounded, tired and stressed out, and with the second chance, barely limping along. Without further ado, let's get into it. Disengaging the crackling reactor aboard Ash's Tribute kills what power remains aboard this derelict vessel, and the lights go out, bathing Nakora's face in the solid red light from the oxygen indicator on the inside of his helmet. He is on the last remaining reserves of oxygen in his suit, which immediately causes us to endure stress, which brings our spirit to zero. So, we need to roll plus spirit or heart, which is a 1. A miss. With a 10 and an 8 on our challenge dice, and a 5 on our action dice. Nakora is at his wit's end. His suit, the only thing keeping him alive from the spores infesting this area, is covered like new fallen snow. And his oxygen, having seemingly just run out, leaves him no time to figure out a solution to the problem. We are shaken. Nakora's on his last wits. We also lose two momentum as things just keep mounting up against us. Being shaken is an impact. What this means is our max momentum is reduced by one, our momentum reset is reduced by one, and we cannot increase spirit until we get a chance to recover. Nakora's moment of self-doubt and anxiety is broken by the crackle of his comms unit in his suit. Nakora, Nakora, what the hell? Did you just, did you just do something? Petra, it's Petra, Nakora thinks to himself. It must have worked. Nakora, the weird blue crackling energy is gone. Was that you? Come on, Nakora. I'm, you know what? I'm going to have to suit up and come get you. It's been too long. Nakora quickly interrupts. Petra, Petra, is that you? Can you... Do you hear me? No, do not come aboard this ship. Silence for a few moments passes, which feels like an eternity. Uh, Nakora? Petra says back. What? What's going on over there? It's been more than a few hours. Nakora simply sighs. They all encountered something. Something. Something that's been killing people here. A fungus of some kind. Feeds on flesh or something like that. Spores are everywhere. I'm only alive because of my suit. However, oxygen might be a bit of a problem, Petra. That thought just trails off. Forget it, Nakora. I'm I'm coming to get you. Uh, f- forget about that fungus stuff. We'll figure it out. Nakora is going to attempt to compel Petra to not come aboard. She's determined to do so. We'll make the compel move and roll plus shadow, which for us is a plus two. Strong hit. We rolled a five on our action dice and two sixes on our challenge dice. Strong hit with a match. Look, Petra, I'm doing all right. I think I got enough oxygen to make it through. And I'm almost certain that whatever this fungus crap is, well, if it gets aboard our ship, we're all dead. Guaranteed. So I need you to get Tinker and figure something out. Nakora, I, I don't know. Okay, I believe you. If you say you have enough oxygen, and if this fungus is as bad as you say... Uh, Okay, okay. let me get Tinker. 
During the next few minutes, Nakora picks his way back to the airlock, connecting Ash's tribute to the second chance. Tinker's gravelly old voice comes over the comms. Looks like you're in a bit of a bind there, boss. Petra tells me there's some nasty shit going on aboard that vessel, and that you are uh, running a little lean there on your oxygen. Yeah, that about sums it up, Tinker, Nakora says back to him. Well, I don't really know what we can do to help you there, boss, but uh, uh, now if you have any ideas, it would be a great time to share them, because, well, we don't got much options over here to help you out. Perhaps you could vent the air, blast all that shit out into space? No, Tinker, I don't, I don't think that would work. It's so utterly pervasive and sticky and covers everything. It is time for an oracle roll to see if we run out of oxygen. This will get progressively harder. Every time we do something, I think it is likely Nakora still has oxygen. We rolled a four, which is, according to our Mythic GM emulator fate chart, is an exceptional yes. So, what does that mean? While talking with Petra and Tinker, Nakora stumbles across... At the entrance to the crew area, the mess hall. Within the mess hall, a massive sealed freezer, which to Nakora's surprise, the door of which is completely free of fungus. Not wanting to take the time to count his blessings, perhaps, and just perhaps Nakora thinks to himself, freezing temperatures make this fungus dormant. He isn't sure, and he doesn't have time to debate it. Hey, Tinker, I think I just discovered something. It appears as though, well, there's a freezer in here, which appears to be free of the spores. I don't know what that means, but perhaps we can use it to formulate a plan. Sir, a voice suddenly cuts across. Nakora, I have an idea. It's the voice of Subject Alpha. I have calculated the best probability of your survival. Let me tell you, in this machine's opinion, not great. However, given the information from the freezer, it's likely, well, probable, that the fungus is not able to exist in freezing temperatures, which would include the vacuum of space. I don't have time for this shit. Quiet chance. I mean, Subject Alpha, whoever you are. As you wish, Nakora. And the AI goes quiet. However, that does give Nakora an idea. Petra, Nakora says back over the radio, I have another terrible idea. Maybe even more crazy than the last one. Oh no, Nakora. What is it this time? She says with a sigh. I know we're running out of time, but... So, Nakora says, interrupting her. It's gonna require both y'all to have spacesuits on. Or at least be out of the cargo hold. We can open the back end of it with Fatty attached to a tether. With one of the spare suits and extra oxygen on board. I can go out of another airlock, retrieve Fatty and the suit, or at least the oxygen to start with. Come back to the freezer. No, that won't work. Damn, Nakora says. Either way, I have to pass back through the ship with the spores. I just don't see a way. And of course, this conversation took time, which means we need another roll using the Mythic GM emulator fate chart. This time, 50-50, Nakora's in trouble. 44, barely. Nakora, looking down at the solid red light in his helmet, knows that time is limited. Okay, you two, forget suiting up. We don't have time for it. I think I'm on my last gasps of oxygen here. The air's getting, well, a little thin in here, or 
Maybe it's just me. Either way, uh, hurry up, would you? So, basically, the plan is that Petra and Tinker are going to utilize the light skiff Fatty to transport a bottle of oxygen to Nakora, which I am going to interpret as a secure in advantage roll. Time is really kind of running out here for Nakora. So this is going to be with speed, mobility, or agility, plus edge, which is a plus two. And I don't think Petra is going to be able to assist us. However, Tinker, with his role as an engineer, plus one, so a plus three. We roll the six on our action dice, which is a nine, and a three, and a ten. Weak hit. On a hit, you succeed. Choose one. We're going to take the plus one on our next move because that's when it's really going to be important. Petra and Tinker secure a line to the skiff fatty. And while Tinker loads up the skiff itself, Petra quickly dons one of the spacesuits and puts an extra one in fatty and a bottle of extra oxygen just in case. Long story short, Due to the way that the second chance is laid out, basically, I've mentioned it before, that it looks kind of like, well, without the box where Fatty lives attached on the underneath of the spaceship, the second chance was used as a space trucker. So it's kind of shaped like a capital L sitting on its side, where the front end is where the bridge is at the very top. Then you have the like living quarter level, with a long hallway that stretches back all the way to where the engines are in the rear, down a long, narrow corridor where Tinker more or less works and lives in the engineering section. And then at the bottom of the ship, in the front where like the foot of the L would be, towards the front of the spaceship, there's the forward airlock where you can come in and out of the actual spaceship itself. And then behind that, is another like pressure bulkhead that connects to the box, which would be kind of like a modern day truck, the tractor trailer behind it. However, since we're in space, they need access to the box sometime via this pressure bulkhead, which also allows for pressurization of the box itself. Anyways, since the ship is shaped like an L, more or less kind of like a rectangle now that the box is there, the back end of these boxes can open up on swinging downward doors, allowing you to enter or exit the box without detaching the spaceship from it. This theoretically will allow Petra and Tinker to open the back of the box, secure Fatty to something, and swing it around on a tether to another one of the outward-facing airlocks on the Ashes Tribute. With us successfully making the preparation, securing that advantage, everything in the box itself is strapped down as would be normal procedure, including Subject Alpha's computer and all the other miscellaneous garbage and crap that they have tucked away in the box itself. Unfortunately, there is no longer any power available on board Ash's Tribute. Does that mean the airlocks are no longer able to be used? I don't know. My gut tells me no, but I'll leave it up to a fate. Let's call it 50-50. 46. Yes, they can be operated when there's no electricity on board the vessel. 
My guess is there's some kind of backup battery system installed in the airlocks. So in case of complete power failure, they are still operational via their internal workings. Just as this rather crazy procedure is about to begin, we have to make one final oxygen roll for Nakora. It is very unlikely he still has oxygen left. A 100. Extreme no. Petra radios up to Nakora. Okay, here I come via their suit-to-suit communications. No response. Shit, she curses. And now she has to hurry in order to accomplish this deed. This is an extremely important role. This is a face danger role. Now with Edge. A plus two for us. Plus our plus one. And I think, given her background as an ice miner, Petra will also give us another plus one. A plus four. This could be the end for Nakora. We rolled a two on our action dice. Plus four. A six. And a one and a three on our challenge dice. Strong hit. We are successful. Plus one momentum for us. A plus two. Because of our connection with Petra. Gunning Fatty out of the back of the second chance. It's not designed at all for this. It is a planetary vessel. However, it is a hover vehicle. And since they're in space with no gravity, she's functionally using however the repulsor gravity lift works to propel the vehicle through space. However, there are no brakes on the vehicle. How could you slow it down in space? Luckily, she and, well, okay, well, more specifically Tinker figured out the exact length of tether they would need. So as she comes roaring out of the back of the second chance, the end of the tether hits and swings her around with Fatty towards the airlock. She's going a little bit faster than she should, and because of that, Fatty will take one point of damage as it comes hurtling around and rather roughly bashing into the side of Ash's tribute. However, Fatty, per its description, is robust and has simple durability. Therefore, I think it's okay. That said, upon reaching this airlock, Petra radios Nakora again. Nakora! Nakora! Are you there? I'm outside the airlock. And she just gets silence in return. Fuck it. I'm coming in, Nakora. I hope this shit isn't as bad as you say it is. And she looks into the airlock's window, seeing Nakora slumped down on the floor. His face bathed in the eerie red glow from his suit's oxygen readout. And more disconcertingly, completely covered head to toe in the thick white mat of spores from whatever this fungal infection is that has completely taken over the derelict called Ash's Tribute. And with that, our screen fades to black. Thank you, thank you so much for listening to this episode of One Guy, One Roll as we continue to explore the fascinating open world of Ironsworn Starforged. Hard to believe that it's already episode 40 of the original show for the podcast. Nakora, Petra, and now Tinker have really undergone some pretty trying and hard times and somehow managed to always come out on top. I really thought that this was going to finally be the end for Nakora, but with our lucky oxygen rolls and the quick thinking of his two crewmates to use Fatty to come rescue him, it's all worked out remarkably well so far. This episode ended up being a little bit shorter than average for the show, but I always enjoy leaving it on a little bit of a cliffhanger for y'all. 
leaves you something to look forward to for the next episode, which hopefully I will be able to record and edit next week, unless I happen to get called out unexpectedly for work, which does happen from time to time. Anyways, a huge thank you to everybody who takes the time out of your busy days to listen to another episode of the One Guy, One Roll podcast. I do, of course, have a Patreon over on patreon.com slash one guy, one roll. And if you are interested in providing any kind of monetary support for the podcast, I would really appreciate it if you head on over there and check it out. 100% of the income derived from the Patreon goes directly back into the podcast in order to pay for hosting the podcast, software, and I am in the market for a new microphone. I like this one, but I want something that's another step up a little more professional. This is just a basic entry-level mic, and while it works, I would like to improve the quality of the podcast for you all to listen to. And of course, as always, I would like to provide an especially large thank you to all of my Patreon members, including Master JL. Journeyman James, Journeyman Matt, Journeyman Nick, Apprentice Jesse, and Apprentice Sam. Thank you so much for your continued patronage. It means the world to me and keeps me motivated to create content and share it with y'all. And of course, a huge thank you to anyone who tunes in to listen to the podcast. All y'all are amazing, and I hope you continue to tune back in to the One Guy, One Roll podcast. As always, I am your host, player, and GM Hero Cities, signing off. Have a great day and stay safe out there, y'all.